This is Sports Radio 100.9, The Myth. You've waited patiently all day. All week. They were patient. They didn't get rushed. But Great Lakes Bay region, we finally arrived at the payoff from high school. House call for Isom. To college. Connor Stallions. Like, bro, get a life. To the pros. Green Bay, man, they might be coming. We cover everything a Michigan sports fan could want. This is uncharted territory. And now, here they are. It's the payoff. (laughs) Let's have some fun on a Tuesday. Hopefully my microphone doesn't break today. Uh, that introduction caught me so off guard. You put a clip of me saying... That's what you said Green yesterday. Green Bay is coming... You didn't... You... you, you That's what you they're doing. You sampled just a specific clip. You could have let me finish the sentence and said I'm spewing Green Bay is coming on the, on the radio. I only have two seconds to play with in that intro. I got to make them count. You're making the people laugh. You're making me laugh. I um, try. That's what I contribute. Listen, I wanted to start the show today... All serious? Not necessarily all serious, but I wanted to start the show with something that I think is the best new addition to sports in the last decade. Mm. The boss man shut that down. He said, talk about it on the back end of the show. That's tough. And he was like, you should talk about the Lions. And I was like, we'll talk about the Lions eventually. But there's something else happening right now that I felt was worthy of leading off the show. Guys, the transfer portal has turned into free agency. And whether or not we like it, It doesn't matter. This is the direction college football is heading. And I want to know whether or not we think it's going forward or backward. Let's just take this into consideration. 2022, over 1,300 Division I football transfers occurred. Over 1,300 student-athletes entered the portal and changed what school they were going to. Whether you want to call them student-athletes or athlete students now, it's up to you. Four of the past six Heisman winners have been transfer students, and it's about to be five of the last seven. 2017, Baker Mayfield transferred from Texas Tech to Oklahoma. 2018, Kyler Murray, Texas A&M to Oklahoma. 2019, Joe Burrow, Ohio State to LSU. And 2022, Caleb Williams, Oklahoma to USC. And then this year, of course, Jaden Daniels, the favorite to win the Heisman, former quarterback at Arizona State. Now playing for LSU. Guys, the Heisman Trophy candidate, or the Heisman Trophy winner is about to be five of the past seven years a transfer student. Michigan dismantled Ohio State so bad that the Columbus U-Haul business is probably booming right now. Everyone's trying to get out of Columbus. Five-star receiver Julian Fleming in the portal. Five-star quarterback Kyle McCord in the portal. Four-star running back Evan Pryor in the portal. Cam Martinez, Michigan guy, in the portal. They have 11 different three-star, four-star, five-star players who have entered the portal already. These are guys that would start on almost any other team in the nation, all just available for any school to go try and get. Michigan State, they just had their worst season in a decade, maybe two. They had Kane Hauser and Noah Kim behind center, and it was a very, very apparent just immediately from both of them. They were both garbage. They, I get it. The rest of the team was bad. Those quarterbacks were equally as awful. And now, you bring in Jonathan Smith from Oregon State, and all of a sudden you're bringing in what appears to be you're bringing in Aiden Childs, three-star 
from Oregon State. He's following his coach to MSU. Not official, but those, that's what the reports are suggesting right now. You're about to land a quarterback. You're able to rebuild a program much faster now. Michigan, one of three teams in the top 25 that hasn't lost someone in the portal yet. Michigan, Bama, Texas. So those are the only ranked schools that have not lost someone to the portal. And reportedly, they're in the mix to get Dante Moore. Detroit kid. Five-star. The number four overall 2023 recruit. Not just quarterbacks. All kids. Number four overall recruit. Is in talks with Michigan. And that's probably going to come down to whether or not J.J. McCarthy decides to leave or decides to go to the NFL, decides to stay or leave. And and speaking of J.J. McCarthy, he's one of the six five-star quarterbacks to not transfer from 2021. I'll say that again. Of the five, six, of of the six five-star quarterbacks from 2021, J.J. is the only one to not transfer. Guys, I like where college football is heading, if I'm being honest, but I'm new school. Whether or not you like it is one thing, but whether or not you think this is progressing college football forward is a separate conversation, and that's where I'll throw the text line out. 989-837-6125. Is college football moving forward, or is it moving backward? Because in the, mid- in the midst of all this crazy, crazy day of transfers in the sport, we get a new rule proposal for NIL, John. Now schools can directly, I mean, this is just a proposal, of course, but now schools can directly pay athletes NIL money rather than it going through donors, which, let's just face it, it was essentially the school funding the programs, but now it's, we're not even going through this unnecessary loop. We're just going to pay the student athletes directly. Now, if schools opt into this, they're opting into a, New subdivision of Division I schools. And in that subdivision, they're going to create their own rules for recruiting, transferring, roster size, and a wide range of other policies. To be a part of that subdivision, you have to be able to put together millions of dollars each year into a trust fund for these athletes. You know what this is telling me? The split, the haves, the haves-nots, it's finally happening. Teams like Michigan, Ohio State, they're going to be all for this because they have the money to back it up and pay these players. Teams like CMU, they don't have millions of dollars laying around. They don't have, they don't have FU money to just give to student athletes. No. It's not how that works. Even schools like Rutgers, Maryland, Nebraska, they don't have that type of money. And if you have to opt into this new subdivision of Division I football, You're playing for something completely separate than those schools that chose not to opt in. It really does feel like we're looking at this. The two super conferences, the Power Five, the non-Power Five, and I get it, there's only going to be four power conferences next year, but the two super conferences, that's where this is inevitably heading. And now I think we're finally seeing some form of that for the first time in this report, John. That's what this looks like. I know we've known it for a long time that it's heading in that direction, But it feels like we're seeing light at the end of the tunnel. Right there, this report. It's nothing's official yet. All these schools have to opt into it, and a bunch of other stuff is going to have to happen first. But that right there is it. It's the haves and the haves and have-nots. It's the schools that are going to be in this new subdivision of D1 
and the schools that aren't. Schools like the MAC, conferences like the Sun Belt. Those schools that don't have the money to pay NIL players directly, they're about to be competing for something completely different in the football world. And on top of all the transfers, I mean, this is a mess. I guess it's a fun mess in a way, and if you didn't it see is. it, it was a proposed rule change from the top NCAA president in Charlie Baker, vouched for by uh, the Ohio State's athletic director, and I'm sure other ones are going to come out as well. I, I mean, it's... Of it's, course Ohio State's athletic director <laughs> opted. Like, it, Of course the big name, big brand schools are going to want this. The First off, to start with the confusion of the transfer portal... I was always confused growing up trying to follow the National Signing Day stuff. So for me, the new version of that is the transfer portal, especially if none of these kids are going to stay past their junior year because they all feel they're entitled to play in their first year or to play in their sophomore year. And for the ones that can at another program, go out and do it. That's what's, I think, great about uh, college athletics and the transfer rule that has been laxed uh, so much so in the last couple of years. You don't think you could play at this school? Go to another one. I mean, case uh, case in point, I'm 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 slipping on his name, but the Alabama receiver who went off uh, against Georgia in the SEC championship game spent his first two years as a bulldog. Mm-hmm. Told Kirby, "You got to play me." And Kirby, you know, that was national title year. Hey, go! And he's like, "All right, I'm going to Bama." And you know, karma Isaiah came around. Bond. Yes. So like. It, it, it's it's good for it's good for the the college athletes and it's just uh what was it uh going in line with this nil stuff i mean we've already jumped the shark with this um and i think i know you think this is a big proposed rule change and it will be if it affects the lower schools and i'll get into that but to pretend that oh th- this is the schools now creating the fund where do you think that money's coming from? It's it coming, coming from, from alumni donation. Yes. Like th- that's just cutting out the middleman or just cutting out the phraseology. Like the alumni are still going to donate and and it should I think be more um like j- just be easier because instead of donating to the whole athletics program, donate to what you want to donate. Donate to right. the football team, donate to whatever. Right. And there's a good rule in there too. It's supposed to be $30,000 to half of your athletes. So we sort of did some digging with that. If you take Michigan, for example, they're a school with over 900 student-athletes. So at least $30,000 to half of those athletes, which, you know, you could be about four fifty, And one-fourth of that's going to be 30, your football 30, team. 30000 split between everyone or 30000 30, each? It's 30000 for each athlete for at least oh, half your athletes in your total school, if that makes sense. So it would be 450 of the 900 Michigan athletes. And then, again, one-fourth of that would be your football team. So it's still going to predominantly where most donors are going to give. Not that donors don't give to other sports, obviously. That happens. But, you know, we, we know where we know where the money goes. But the, the main concern is if you're all these lower schools, uh, su- subdivision this, subdivision that, you want to, if you're the lower schools, feel like you get to play for something. And I know the playoff expansion is trying to help those group of five schools where a team like Liberty this year or a team like Tulane uh, could have snuck in as that 12 seed and gets to play with the big boys. But honestly, the long-term success, or I would even just say the long-term uh, viability of some of these lower group of five schools is going to have to come from, at least at the football ranks, creating a championship that people want to watch. Right. And I- I'm not saying go down to the FCS, but people are still invested in that and watch that. We'll especially watch it this week because Army Navy is the only well, FBS Division One game. Well, John, yeah. it, it sounds to me like 
each school is going to have the option whether or not they want to jump into this subdivision, into this upper mm-hmm. echelon, or if they want to stay. It's going to be school by school whether or not they're jumping up. So if CMU is looking at the – I mean, I keep using CMU as an example just because they're 30 minutes down the road. But mm-hmm. if they're looking at this like, we don't have the money to do that. Let's just stay where we are, and we'll keep competing for – the MAC championship and whatever this non-power five, non-power four championship is going to be called, or a, a team like Tulane, for example, like you said, could look at themselves in the mirror and say, no, we actually think we can jump into this next pool. We actually think this would be beneficial for our program and our school because we all know where schools get a lot of their money from. It's the football team. Secrets out. If a school looks at themselves and say, this could be beneficial to the university, well, then we can opt into this thing, start paying our guys. Maybe we don't have the budget Michigan or Ohio State or Alabama has, but we think we can crack into the top 12. Well, then, yeah, it's worth it. Max schools, different story. 100%. Brad Brad Tunney's definitely going to have to free up some money to keep Central Michigan afloat. That's all I'll say. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding, of course. And whether this subdivision, by the way, is in basement bars in the back of cars, it's got to matter. It's got to matter in terms of if you're going to go down a level, let's try and make it matter for these group of five schools. Because uh, I think that's the main thing plaguing, uh, you know, the Mac right now, these other conferences where it's like, you know, just they're not at the level of the other stuff. And if that means going down to D1 FCS, then not that I'm for that. And again, I'm not a graduate of a Mac school or a division one school at an FCS level. But people do seem to care about that. Um, not not to the same extent, but it's 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 good football, and you know, all right, they're not you know Bama, Georgia, or Ohio State, but you do have the capability to play against teams you're evenly matched with, and show if you're the best. NIL transfer portal, conference realignment, league realignment. Really, do you think college football is moving forward, or do you think it's moving backward? Do you enjoy where this is going, where it's turning into some semi-professional organization, semi-professional college football? Because that's what it feels like at this point. I like it. I think it makes for more entertaining matchups. I think it lets you rebuild faster. It lets you stay at the top. It benefits everyone who's got the funding to do it. It doesn't benefit those who don't. But I think those who don't shouldn't be playing for the same thing. I mean, this is what I always go back to. CMU should not be competing for the same thing George is doing. And you can say, well, that's what makes college football fun. Every team has a chance. No, they don't. No, they don't. Central Michigan could play Michigan 1,000 times. And I know exactly how each of those 1,000 games would would go. So the the league realignment stuff, I'm down for. Give them a realistic goal. Uh, But that's just one layer to it. Like I said, transfer portal, NIL. It's all taken into into consideration. And then you have a 12-team playoff to top it all off. Is college football heading in the right direction? 989-837-6125. We'll get to your text messages when we come back. You're listening to The Payoff, fueled by Forward Energy. More of the Great Lakes Bay region's only local sports show. Back to The Payoff. 989-837-6125. We're trying to figure out whether or not college football is moving forward or if it's moving backward regarding NIL, transfer portal, uh, Conference realignment, league realignment, because it's changing. There's no question about that. It's changing drastically, but I think it's for the better. I think it makes for a more entertaining product on the field in the offseason. As someone who talks in front of a microphone about all this stuff, 
I'm all for it. But I understand there's a lot of traditionalists in college football. John, I haven't even asked you. Do you do you agree that the where this is going? Do you like it? It's passing me by, Benny boy. It is. Benny uh, boy. I, 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 I can't. Uh, I can't. Johnny boy. Johnny boy. I can't, you know, I, I can't stop it. I, but I want to see the best games. I, I come from a place, and you know this, where I didn't grow up with a team. I grew up with, all right, what I think is the best matchup. Where's college game day? Where's big noon kickoff? Where are they? What game is the best matchup? But that's what I watched and, growing up. And and, and I would and think you would like where this is going and, and because it's leading to more big matchups. It is. It is. But, I, you know, part of it's the rivalry and the bands and whatever. But, listen, I'm all for, you know, advocacy of the players. These players, and I know this is a known thing, but I think it's worth reiterating with, again, the NCAA proposing uh, or the president in Baker proposing the rule of this, you know, new new subdivision committee and the NIL funding. But the fact that these players decide to make a decision to go to school, right, to be student athletes, and obviously to, you know, when we're talking about football, to play football. And, That's what this is all about. It's about football. It may feel crazy that all these guys are just leaving and the transfer portals and four schools in four years. Any of these head coaches can leave at any time. Any of these head coaches can get fired at any time. Mm. Any of these head coaches can get suspended by the NCAA and not be in town anymore. Wait a minute. These players, <laughs> you like that last one, <laughs> these players have should have the right and do and more to an nth degree to one, profit off of something that they're bringing a lot of money into. It's, a, you know, in, in terms of just talking about football here, which we're doing, a conglomerate and just making a, a ton of cash, able to... It's all about football. The to, swimmers aren't getting paid millions I get it, of dollars. I get it. To make money off of that, and again, to, oh, if I don't feel I'm being valued at this institution, to leave for another. Because that's the great part of it, too. If you're not desired anywhere, you're not going to get picked up anywhere. Just because Kyle McCord transfers out of Ohio State doesn't mean he's going to land with another power five powerhouse. Right. He might go to Rutgers like his dad did in the eighties. You don't know. He was a five star. He's going to land somewhere. You take the chance and he's willing to take the chance because his coach pretty much benched him. Right. Well, he either got kicked out of the university by Ryan day (laughs) or Michigan made him pee his pants and he wanted nothing to do with Michigan again. And And, if that's the case, he's not going to Rutgers. And and again, my, I know I, my main thing, at least with the subdivisions and the smaller schools is Hopefully the NCAA finds a way to make the group of five schools, because I know there's interest around here locally. I know there is to make, um, you know, the local schools or or, or the, the smaller schools actually play for something. And I think it's to their benefit if we're talking about Mac schools and we're talking about CMU specifically to play for something where or just at the beginning of the season where you feel like the end goal, the best you could do is not just a Mac championship. It's the potential to compete. In a tournament. How about like this, Division John? I got one an FCS, idea. Like Division 2 and Division 3. I got an idea. Because you're not these powerhouses. If you're not going to join this subdivision mm-hmm. uh, of D1, all these schools are going to be eligible for this 12-team playoff format. All the teams that right now have a chance to win a national championship. If you're a group of five and you're not in that upper echelon, I've got an idea. How about all of those schools go back to old-school college football and then you pick the two best teams at the end of the year, whoever went <laughs> undefeated, and they play each other and then... Good old-fashioned BCS national championship, but it's not the national champ. It's it's the national championship of the group of five yeah. conferences. Who who says no to that? It gives them all a chance to go win their version of a national championship. It brings old school football back for you know the the non blue bloods of college football, and then you still get to progress forward. And this 
ever-evolving sport still gets to move on when it comes to Michigan, Ohio State. You're still going to get all these big brands playing each other in the 12-team playoff. Who says no to that? No, and the main thing, again, it's about making money, right? Like the reason the MAC oh, is st- it? Stays, oh, it is. stays stays alive, right? Even if, even if they have to play Tuesdays at 8 o'clock, uh, it's the fact they are getting on national TV. These group of five schools playing in a tournament that gets you through December, similar to what Division Two and Division Three does, may, may be the uh, maybe the outcome. You know, because there's football. But even though, all right, everything's on uh, standby, and you either like the bowls or you don't. The next couple of weeks, there's important college football games not, in the no, lower divisions, not, no, but they're not. not they're not perceived as important by you and by unfortunately most. Why people. should they be? There's I, well, only that's, two. That's games what they that got to figure out if they're going to do this. There's only. Four games that matter the rest of the year. Both semifinals. Army Navy. The, cha- the championship and Army, Army Navy. Navy. Yeah, you, go. you nailed it. Uh, let's hit if you didn't throw Army <laughs> Navy in there, I was going to come over. Talk uh, about traditions. Talk about something. I don't yeah, care. Maybe the best I, tradition is I'm going to watch it every year, no matter how bad they are, no matter how good they are. The jerseys are always sick. See, that I won't do. What? That I, pro- I probably won't spend next Saturday watching come on. Army Navy. What else are you going to do this Saturday? Afternoon. What time it's not, is, it's not what protruding on game? your night. What time is the game? There might, uh, there might be some NBA on. Oh, God. Uh, let's hit the text line. You guys can I'm chime in. 3.30 NIL. on a Saturday. I'm doing my own thing, you All know? Right. You do your I, own you thing. Know, got lots, lots of things to do. Busy guy. It. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, 989-837-6125. You guys can text in using the Frick Sports Bar text line. Let's do that right now. Uh, Jalen from, or John from Ann Arbor. Guys, explain this. How does Michigan win the, the best defense in the nation? How does Michigan, with the best defense in the nation, hold the fourth best defense in the nation scoreless, and then the Iowa defensive coordinator wins the Jesse Minter Award for the best defensive coordinator in the nation? I don't know. Who cares about those awards? First off, Michigan being the best defense was containing Ohio State. You don't get anything for beating Iowa. Sorry. Everyone did. All all the good schools that Iowa played shut them out. Penn State did that. Hey, remember, it's Michigan versus everybody. So just go, go shut everyone else up. Who cares? Um, Jalen Midland. You know, what's great about Michigan football winning, winning benefits. Um, Michigan winning will bring in prize recruits, prize transfer portal players. And if they lose assistant coaches to head coaching jobs, they'll get more coaches from other winning programs excited to be a part of the Michigan Wolverines. Yeah. I mean that you keep winning in this era of college football and it's just going to snowball into exactly the things Jalen said. You're getting more recruits. You're getting more money. That that's where this is going. You keep winning. You keep getting better. Unless you're Ohio State, uh, you lose once and you just completely collapse. Eleven guys in the transfer portal. Eleven, just ridiculous numbers there. Uh, Ryan Midland. I heard Ohio State's mascot Brutus is entering the transfer portal. Come on. Have you seen on that note that commercial with uh, Michigan getting a mascot with the Heisman House? <laughs> I yes. think that's classic, but with the, with I think it's Eddie George and uh, I guess Charles Woodson. I want to say, yeah, I don't know if it was Desmond or him. I, I forget. They're both they're both interchangeable uh, Michigan pom pom waivers, so I forget. But where's you know. where's Brutus transferring, Ryan? You got to you got to tell us nine eight nine eight three seven six one two five. We'll hit the text line on the other side of the break. We'll also get into the Detroit Lions NFC North odds a little bit, and we'll end the show with what I think is truly. The best new thing in sports of the last decade. This is The Payoff on 100.9 The Mitt, fueled by Forward Energy. The Payoff. 
continues. More from the Great Lakes Bay region's home for sports. Sports Radio 100.9, The Mitt. 989-837-6125. That's the number you guys can text to join the conversation, join the show. Everything up to this point has indicated, you know, I like the way college football is heading. NIL, transfer portal, the realignments of both conferences and leagues. I think this is making for a better product, but I get it. It's taking away from tradition, which is kind of what Eric from Auburn is saying on the text line. He says, all these changes take it further from the traditions. And as a student, I would feel that it means less the more corporate it feels. They should make conferences like European soccer now. The winner moves up and the loser moves down. What do you think about that? Well, he, he emphasized student, and uh, yeah, that's definitely the, the new age of argument uh, uh, in terms of, oh, being more towards like U- European soccer because no American sports system is set up like European soccer, which if you don't know, in certain leagues, and I'll just use the Premier League as an example, you can be relegated Look if you, you suck. flexing. I know, it's great, right? You know so much about soccer. I know so much Get about everything. Here. It's uh, I'm an encyclopedia here. over here. Sports author- thesaurus, if you will. But, you know, yeah, it would be great to see, again, Iowa, like, not in the Big Ten anymore after that atrocious performance on Saturday. But <laughs> Make it to the Big Ten <laughs> championship. Boom, you're out of the just league. Just like, yeah, you're done. No, you're done. Um, with the new schools coming in, it's just, listen, you're, you're left off the table. But... Again, like that—that's an idea. I don't know how that reinvigorates or once again instills the tradition. Like you're losing part of it. That—that's the negative to this. But the positive is you're going to see the best teams play more often than you didn't. And if you're a fan of these big programs, you're going to benefit. I mean, m- like none of this really affects Michigan. Like all they have to do is just keep in lockstep with Ohio state. And then obviously all the other, the big programs around the other conferences, but uh, you're worried about these, this movement. If you're these, uh, these smaller schools, that's, that's what it comes down to. Like if you're a Mac football fan, it's getting towards a territory with again, and that's what we've been talking about today. The NCAA president uh, in Baker, a subdivision proposed rule change, and it's basically pay to play, really. That's what we've sort of been beating around the bush here. It's basically it's all who right, has more money. Yeah, we, we who want can to throw it. Around? We want to create a. We want to make sure Division One football is only the people who make or who bring in a certain threshold. That's what it is. And that's not, a, not CMU. No, no. It's I'm, Michigan, and maybe Michigan State is at the very edge there, but it's not CMU. It's it's not those other sports. And again. For most people, I don't want to say I'm a casual because I'm not because I watch it a lot. But where I was from in the Northeast, you watch the big schools, you know, like maybe if there wasn't anything going on, 12 o'clock, you throw on uh, throw on a smaller school because there's not a big game. But then big noon kickoff came and it's like, nope, I'm going to watch the, the right. big schools in each uh, in each time slot right on a Saturday afternoon. Like that's that's what it's become. And that's what this is evolving into. Well, and it's more positive for the players, which is great. But uh, like anything, too, I, the, the positive is the transfer portal and these players not being locked into to certain bad situations and having the freedom to go to a better situation if they seem fit. Right. But also, it's not this proposed rule change is not going to help Mac football players Obviously or even not. other sports Obviously make not. more money. And, it's just and, not. And going back to what Eric from Auburn said about the soccer, uh, the way they do it with relegation and promotion – 
I almost would would stay away from the relegation and promotion because what if a school like you know the winner on the mat gets promoted to the subdivision one like mm-hmm. that school's still not ready. It should still be up to the school whether or not they want to move up or move down. If a school, even if they don't win a championship, feels as if they have the resources, they have the money to move forward and still be a successful program, let them do it. Don't hold them back. Don't don't force them to have to win first. And if a team wins, don't force them to have to move up if they feel like they're not ready. That that would be my um, counter argument to the the soccer relegation promotion thing. John apparently is is the soccer connoisseur and no, of in course. The room. Um, all right, I'm good on that. Let's Absolutely move forward. Not, but yeah, not a soccer guy. Not a football guy? I mean, I'm at the world stage. I like watching the countries play. Uh, but, just, but you know what there is? There's there's too many divisions and too many leagues to keep track of, and I can't. Right, I, I've, right, I've, right, I've got right, America right, to keep right. track of. It's already too much. Let's talk about real football. Uh, yes, I did wow. just call it real football. Uh, the Lions. Listen, John, I got to do this carefully or else I'm going to catch some heat. But catch I do have, the heat. Uh, I don't feel like it. I do have some questions, though, about this team. And I want to do it correctly because if I do it wrong, people are going to think I'm spreading propaganda. And I don't want to spread any propaganda. Um, Here's my thing. If you look at the NFC North standings right now, the Lions sit atop in the driver's seat at 9-3. and The Vikings and Packers are both 6-6. and And the Bears are 4-6. and If the Lions beat the Bears on Sunday, the Bears are officially eliminated from the playoffs. I'm not worried about the Bears. In a, in a playoff race, I should say. Whether or not I'm worried about them on Sunday, eh, different question. Here's my point. You look at who the Lions play in the next five games, the five remaining games. Bears, at Bears, home Broncos, at Minnesota, at Dallas, home Vikings. Now you compare that to what the Packers are doing. Huh. Packers, six and a half point favorites in New York taking on the Giants. Then they play the Bucks at home, the awful Carolina Panthers on the road, Minnesota on the road, and then they close at home against the Bears. I don't think there's any doubt the Packers are going to win the next three games at least. Now, if they win the next three games and then head to Minnesota and pick up another win, well, now we're in really scary territory as a Lions fan because 9-3, and three, you sit a stop atop of the standings right now. But in order to win the NFC, to clinch it, you have to win three of the next five games. Can you say with 100% confidence the Lions are going to win the NFC North? Or in other words, they're going to win three of the next five games. Because again, there's a good chance the Packers go undefeated the rest of the way, which would put them at 11-6. and Let's just write in one loss. Let's just give them... Not even give them the benefit of the doubt. Let's say they go four and one the rest of the way. That would put their record at 10 and seven. Minnesota, same situation. At Raiders, at Bengals, Lions, Packers, Lions. Minnesota plays the Lions twice. They have a chance to write their own destiny. They don't got to deal with Dallas. Packers don't have to deal with Dallas. To be honest, I'm going to write that Dallas game on the road in as a loss. And when you look at the Vikings, the history of these two teams playing each other, Detroit hasn't swept Minnesota since 2016. They haven't won in Minnesota since 2017. Like I, I can't sit here and say they're going to sweep the Vikings. I'm going to count that as a split, which means 
You have three games. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm going to count two losses when it comes to the Cowboys and one of the Vikings games, which means in the three games, other than those, you have another Vikings game, a Bears game, and a Broncos game. You have to win all three of those or else you're leaving the back door open to the Vikings or the Packers coming in and stealing the division. Now, the odds of this are in favor of the Lions to still get it done. On FanDuel, the Lions are minus 1,100 to win the North. Minnesota, plus 1,100. Green Bay, plus 2,000. So the odds suggest the Lions are going to still take this thing home. But do I have a right to be nervous here looking at all these schedules? I mean, all the Lions have to do is win three games and they basically clinch the division. But this is, this is tough, man. And if you lose this game on Sunday, the back door is wide open for someone to come steal this thing week 18. It's, it's scary. That's all, I'm, that's all I'm saying. And I get it. I've got some heat for being a little too negative about the Lions. I should be happy they're 9-3. and three. But what's been the story of every Lions game the past six weeks? It's they don't close the back door. They leave the door open for teams to come back in the third quarter. They don't shut teams out. They don't stomp them. They don't put the foot on the throat and end it. They let teams hang around. And that's, I don't want the whole season as a whole, when you look at the standings and the schedule, to be like that too. You have to win this game on Sunday. You have to beat the Broncos. There can't be any slip-ups. Or else that Week 18, legitimately, the Week 18 game against the Vikings might determine the division. Please don't let it. Please just win your next three games and be done. Close it out. Win the North for the first time in 30 years. That's all I ask. So I want to ask everyone else. Can you say with 100% certainty the Lions are going to win the NFC North? Or in other words, will they win three of their next five games? At Bears, home Broncos, at Vikings, at Cowboys, home Vikings. Floor is yours, John. I mean, you control your own destiny, which is good against the Vikings, right? You play them twice, so if they get hot in their next couple of games, you do have the chance to use your, you know, verbiage there to shut the door on them, right? Packers, though, they look like they could win out. <laughs> like I know. You just look at this schedule, and you just look at what they did Sunday night against Kansas City, and I get it, and I know huge uh, Bill Simonson today, 3-6, to six, so as always on 100.9 The Mitt, was saying, you know, Jordan Loves looked great and the officials help him and blah, blah. And it was a joke with the officiating on Sunday. But the Packers have been a surprise. They have rallied at the right time. And luckily, their beginning of the season was dreadful, so they're not where the Lions are. But this is a team that's that's really darn good, you know, and, and definitely for the next couple of years, uh, they, they really will never bottom out, which is, which is tough as a Lions fan, obviously. But you have games at hand. And we've talked about this schedule pretty much every day when we could when, when we talk about the Lions, but this is a schedule catered to getting you to the one seed. That's how we looked at yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And, and now all of a sudden... It's the, a the different bear, narrative. The Bears are on the clock, and... and listen, it, the Lions can't stop the... Can't... What, what What's the Lions' backbone of the defense? What's the one thing they're good at, John? Stopping the run. Mm-hmm. You just lost to Lee McNeil. To I IR. get it. The only thing you do well on defense, you just lost your best player at. And he was actually someone who provided a little bit of interior pass rush. Not a lot of players do that. The defense just lost one of their most important players. I think I have a right to be worried right now. You do. I'm, I, you I, do. I, maybe, maybe I'm just a pessimistic person in general. 
I should be celebrating nine and three. But I, I just all I want them to do is close the back door on the season, win the next two weeks. Just don't make me nervous. Don't make me sweat it, sweat this thing out. Listen, divisional games are one thing, and I know you know it was on the road in New Orleans. But coming off how you started in the first seven games, if you're the Lions, it, you shouldn't feel good. You can get knocked for it all you want. It, it you shouldn't feel good about getting to nine and three based on based on Sunday and based on the last couple of weeks. Again, early part of the season, yeah. But right now, they just don't, and I said this yesterday, they just don't feel 9-3. and three. Luckily, they are. Luckily, the schedule has helped, and luckily, again, I think the only real team you have left are the Dallas Cowboys. But the funny thing is I was no the complete anymore. opposite at the beginning of the season. I mm-hmm. was the one fighting that this team is capable of going to the Super Bowl. Yeah. I was looking over the defensive flaws. but Well, the defense was <sighs> playing good at that point. There, of course, good, there was stuff to great. nitpick. Now it's, but now it's pathetic. You know, they, they 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 at least closed games. Am I bringing the mood down? Am I making everyone it's sad? It's tough. It's tough. It, well, it just, you know, we, we've talked about this as well. The window is just so tough in the NFL. Uh, I mean, I mean, you just based on the injuries, too. Like, Jacksonville felt it was this year. Now oh. an injury completely alters oh. how they feel. Like, the window is, is, is just, it's closer or it's tighter than you think because you just never know. And, and when you have a team that's as well-built as the Lions, where you have two premier running backs, a great receiving core, a top-10 receiver leading that. It's tough when your defense isn't getting the job done. John, I don't care about the Lions anymore. How did Uh-oh. Trevor Lawrence not get <laughs> carted out of the stadium? Why did I have to watch a pathetic, a sad man walk limp his way to the locker room? He told Through his, the tunnel. Where are the golf carts? He told his teammates he's going to be back. Where's the cart? That's your franchise quarterback. It's kind of an embarrassing look on the Jaguars that Trevor Lawrence had to walk back. Aaron Rodgers would have never done that. Aaron Rodgers would have rather cried on the field and let let them do surgery there than walk back. Oh, sure. Yeah, because he's really uh, really, uh, an advocate for the medical community. He would have been like, yeah, let's do surgery right here. Probably. Sarcasm. One thing with uh, Rodgers before we go to break, uh, reports. No, again, not not confirmed by anyone big, but there's some rumor mill stuff that you know with the that Zach- he's not gonna play this well, year. No, not with him. Who but obviously, that? news came out that, and we talked about it, I think briefly yesterday that Zach Wilson. Oh, he's not gonna he's not gonna play, or he doesn't want to play anymore because hey, the Jet situation is so bad. Apparently, it was Boyle, Tim Boyle, Rogers' friend, who the Jets cut today, oh, who leaked that to the media. Not confirmed. But I'm looking into it. Hey, How classic is that, hey, though? Hey. So if you want to feel better about the Lions, Ben, and that's what I'm trying to do for you, the Jets have a top five defense and won't even sniff the postseason. Hey, hey, you want? Well, do they have a top five defense? They can't stop anybody on the ground. It's true, um, and that's why I won money with the Falcons minus one and a half, and you would have if you listened to me. Wow, uh, John, do you know how many children Robert Sala has? <laughs> no, that's a weird question. I don't. How many children? Guess six. Nope. Just Rogers. He's one child. Nope. Okay. Uh, I, I don't remember. I'm trying to think back to his introductory press conference. I'll just tell you. He has seven children. <laughs> I was one off. All right. Seven. Seven children. Okay. And Anto- Antonio Cromartie had like 11. Are you supposed to run a, an NFL team with seven children at home? Mm. No wonder this team is a mess. He's probably a mess. Poor Robert Sala.
Aww. Poor Robert Sala. Okay. Hey, maybe maybe he'll come over and be the Lions defensive coordinator. No, I think he gets good. fired in New York. Eh, actually, I, I'm not opposed to that. I, anybody, you shouldn't but, be. anybody but Aaron Glenn. Um, okay. Something's happening right now in the sports world that I think is the best new thing in the last decade. I'll tell you what that is next on the payoff fueled by forward energy. Back to the payoff on the Great Lakes Bay region's home for sports. Yeah, everybody looks good at home. Sports Radio 100.9, The Mitt. All right. Something's been happening in the sports world over the past couple weeks, and now it's finally coming into fruition. Started yesterday, continues tonight. This is the best new thing sports has seen in the past decade. And I say the past decade because that is when the college football playoffs were created. I think that probably tipped the cap. That's the winner. Other examples, three-on-three overtime in hockey. I'm sure John could go off about that. Fantastic. All right. Extra playoff team in the NFL. Two extra, the seven seed. You had the play-in tournament in the NBA. You had MLB changing their playoff format. Mm -hmm, Positive, too. Kraken and Golden Knights being added to the NHL. You got two new teams. Huge. Two great markets that all the other sports are trying to get back into. You know what? None of those live up to. None of those live up to the in-season tournament. Guys, this in-season tournament has been... Is that a joke? What'd you say? No. No, this is not a joke. (laughs) This in-season tournament has been phenomenal. This is coming from a hoops head. To be fair... But I'm telling you right now, if you think the NBA is slow, the NBA is uncompetitive, there's too many whistles, guys don't care, this in-season tournament has completely shut that narrative down. We have meaningful, intense basketball games in November and December. The players care about this. And last night was a perfect example because the Pacers and Celtics are going at each other, and this is one of the best basketball games of the year. And I don't take that lightly. I watch a lot of them. There was 17 lead changes. You have this rising star, Tyrese Halliburton, who's legitimately turning himself into one of the best players in the NBA. Potentially a first-team All-NBA guard this year. There's less whistles. The, the officials are letting these teams play. The atmosphere, it is remarkable. It truly does feel like an NBA Finals games in some of these arenas, especially with these teams that are young, and building something. This is an opportunity to really show the league what you're all about. John, we have that, that clip of the Pacers arena last night, right? Here comes White. And his pass broke it up. Halliburton ahead of the field. Neesmith drops the hammer. I, I mean, the, this tournament has worked perfectly. It's done exactly what it intended to do. It gave us meaningful games in November and December that we're supposed to care about. And last night, the NBA went toe-to-toe with the NFL. Toe-to-toe and put on a better product. They did. That Pacers-Celtics game was phenomenal. You had one of the most historic franchises in sports. The Boston Celtics going against this young rising star, Tyrese Halliburton. I mean, typically only NBA freaks would care about games this time of year. And now you have games like this. And for anyone saying, well, why should I care that these players make a half a million dollars if they win this thing? 
because it makes for more entertaining basketball games. These players care. Seven guys on the Pacers roster make $5 million or less. They're playing for a Christmas bonus worth a tenth of their salary. That's a lot of money, no matter how much you're making. Attendance is up. Ratings are up. This is working. And it, if you're close-minded to the blue courts, I'm, I'm sorry. You're, you're missing out. If that's the only reason you don't want to watch this, you're missing out on highly competitive basketball games. This has been some of the best basketball I've seen in November and December in a long time. I mean, Michigan State plays tonight against Wisconsin ranked opponents. Why should I care? It's just a regular season game, right? Why why should I care about that? Why should I watch that? Unranked Michigan State at home. Who cares? While the NBA in-season tournament is going on, these games have meaning. They're playing for something. It's a single elimination knockout. They figured it out. How to get entertaining basketball games, how to bring more fans in, in what used to be the slowest time of the year. Mm-hmm. They're going toe-to-toe with the, NBA, uh, with the NFL. They strategically did their things on Tuesdays and Fridays, and now we're in the knockout round. If you're not watching this, you're missing out. Well, if you're a sports fan, you will like this. A good percentage of the country was not. They were among the three least watched on TNT or ESPN all season. The caveat, what are you talking of course, about? last night's games were the third less, third le- the, I'll say it again, among the three least watched on TNT. No, it was because not. it was against the NFL. How about this, Ben? The Sports Center at midnight following Monday Night Football outdrew the Celtics Pacers game. Not even a live game. Now, again, it was a better product. I don't know no, what to tell you. And, and that's fine. And listen, tonight, when it's a Tuesday and I got no football to watch, I'll have obviously, you know, I'll be listening to Michigan State because, by the way, folks, it's coming on in five minutes. If you don't have Peacock at home, you're not watching the Spartans tonight. Ooh. So stay on 100.9 the mitt. But. I'm probably going to watch it. You know, Nick's Bucks, that intrigues me a bit. But it wasn't going to pull me out of my chair yesterday, unfortunately. I, and now listen, your Knicks I, play today, I, and now the Lakers <laughs> play today, and now the Suns. You're I, getting I, I LeBron get, versus KD tonight. They did I, that on purpose. I, I give they them, waited to yeah. put LeBron versus KD tonight to not go toe-to-toe with I, the NBA. I, I give them credit. I mean, the NBA has been just aggressors in trying to get a larger share of the month of December, right? They've taken Christmas. Let's play five games on Christmas Day. And then let's do this in-season tournament. And I've and I've liked how they built it up. And obviously the courts and the jerseys are just, you know, whatever, the, the unique thing to try and make it feel different. And there's been better atmospheres. I, I, I give them that. It's just hard for, I guess, regular people to get around competing for a championship that doesn't matter. They're not going to hang does it not matter? an IST yes, Cup they will. banner. Yes, and if they, they do, will. then that shows you how much the NBA is a joke. That a contrived tournament that's based solely on cash and I get it the other ones are based on you know players wouldn't be doing this for free right they make millions of dollars but it was the extra bonus if 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 the Milwaukee Bucks win and hang up an IST cup banner they should dissolve as a franchise because they've already won what's mattered right the NBA championship but for a team like the Pacers this matters that's sad that's sad and if the Knicks even think about hanging a banner if they win this they're gonna get crucified you're the you're the problem I You're am. the one that's. I, oh, I don't care about this. Uh, these basketball games suck. No matter and again, what. I'll, I'll no, watch they're tonight, great games. They're and I'll great watch. Games. I'll watch Michigan State, Wisconsin, because you know I, I want to be entertained. But well, if you want to be entertained, watch some in-season tournament. It's gonna be way better than the mess that Michigan State puts uh, on every it's week. A Michigan uh, State against Wisconsin. Top t- Wisconsin twenty-three. What's on the line? Ranked. What's on the line? Nothing. What's on but the it's, line? It's a, the Big Ten's first game, so it's, it's a good feeling out process to see where these teams uh, will be, and for. 
Michigan State, you want right, to right. get back to the rankings. And what's on the line? What's, what's on the, the line what's, in the NCAA tournament people say the besides best thing money? Ab- what do people say the best thing about sports is? A lot of people would say March Madness. Single no, elimination, I, ginormous bracket. That's what the NBA gave us. They gave it. us a mini version of that. I get Single it. elimination tonight. That's what's on the line. I get you it, lose, you're out. Eliminated from what? The in-season tournament. Which is what? A tournament played in the middle of the season that gives us great basketball games featuring the best players in the entire world. I'd argue when college basketball gets in the conference play, that's, oh yeah, it's better games because it's more competitive. Isn't that the same line of argument? Michigan State plays Wisconsin tonight. It's going to be more of a competitive game because it's the Big Ten Conference and and they've been playing non-conference, you know, teams. And what would this game against the Celtics and Pacers would have been a year ago if this well, that's an NBA problem. Happened. College basketball players play hard all the time, or at least give that notion when I watch. The NBA, they rest. So have you they watched, have have you watched the in-season tournament? I'm going to tonight. Okay, so you haven't watched it. I'm so going how to can t- you I say watched, that it's uh, boring? How can you say that it hasn't who, worked? Uh, the Knicks, when they played the Raptors, that was an ISD game, correct? That's what I watched. I believe. But this is the actual tournament that's on tonight. How so can what you, was it before? How can you, how, the... the the pool play. Oh, the pool play. Yes, of the pool play. How can you say this isn't working? How can you say it's not as cool as... You know, I said it was the best addition to sports, the best new thing in sports in the last 10 years. You can't say that unless you watch it. You That's have fine. to at least give it a chance That's first. That's fine. But I, you're going to come back tomorrow and you're going to... Holy cow, that Lakers, that Lakers-Suns game was incredible. It's not, it's not so much, uh, oh, giving it a chance. It's the line of selling it of why you want people to give it a chance. Well, because they're playing hard because the league forced them to. That's what it comes down it's to. It's just more entertaining basketball they had, games. They had that's to come up I'm with. Saying. They had to. Oh, you guys need more money. Okay, that, that's what it came down to. Just, and we have to make a, a rule so you just don't be rest. Just be a consumer. Just be happy that you're getting great. No, games. I'm going to consume something that entertains me more, which is college well, basketball. Matt, Matt DeVries agrees with you. He just texted in and said, of "This is the dumbest does. take I've ever heard." Of course he does. I'm sorry, I just I, I like watching the best basketball players in the world in highly competitive situations. My I bad. do too. And, My com- bad. and come May, I, you know I'm going to no, be no, very no. excited. In, <laughs> instead, I'm going to settle for Michigan State playing Wisconsin, and I'll have to watch a bunch of shots being bricked all night. Well, that is a great way to tease into what is next. <laughs> uh, oh, before we go, new 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 segment. Uh, bet of the day, lock of the day. Jalen Brunson over twenty seven points. Bucks can't guard a single soul. All right, Michigan State basketball. I'm just kidding. It's going to be a fun game. Ranked Wisconsin coming off a big win against Marquette. That was to pay off. Hope it was worth it.